Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Monster Dear Monster, a podcast where we explore uh, monsters throughout history from their humble folkloric beginnings to their modern day incarnations. My name is Leonard, and today we've got a full house with uh, my co-host, Dave. Hello. And Cameron. Hello. And uh, today we are uh, covering Suspiria 2018, um, mm-hmm. a, a film that I am a big fan of, uh, and I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, but uh, before we do that, we should, seeing as though this uh, Suspiria is a remake, we should do... Uh, we're going to be doing a bit of a compare and contrast between it and its original, uh, which is Suspiria 1977, uh, where that was uh, directed by Dario Argento and is uh, a very, very famous film. Mm. It, it, I, I'm, I, they're coming to take me away, guys. I'm <laughs> terribly sorry. What have you done? You made too uh, many Call of Duties. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not just one. <laughs> Not just the one. <laughs> yeah. You speaking, Dave? Uh, nope. It, it's Ooh. probably just picking up something in the, ah. the AC or something. Okay. Ah. <laughs> we'll sit here like, oh no, Dave's dropped. No, he's just yeah. being quiet again. <laughs> uh, but you're back now. And yes. I, guess I, didn't <laughs> I didn't go anywhere, but yes. <laughs> um... So before we start into, uh, we get into it, uh, I've watched this film like six times. It's two and a half (laughs) hours. Uh, I love it every single time. I I, listen, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I have, uh, there, there is there, I would be a, a terrible liar if I didn't say that there is something of an obsessive quality whenever I find a piece of media that I really enjoy that uh, basically requires that I sarlacc pit it and digest it over the course of a (laughs) thousand years. Um, So yes, that's how I end up watching a two and a half hour movie six times. (laughs) Um, This was the first viewing for the two of you. Yes. Uh, for me, yes. And I also hadn't. I, I it was sitting on my watch list ever since it came out. <laughs> it's just been sitting there <laughs> waiting, which is yeah. I don't know what happened. Um, I I was doubling down on it originally. I had the um, Tom York soundtrack. I was like, I'm all set for this, and then the mood just went away, or or I was saving it for something. I, I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, to first time. Watched it yesterday, in fact. Very good. And, and yes, uh, a lengthy film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, there's, uh, 
uh, I like to look at uh, uh, Suspiria 2018 as as the actual inverse of the original film like it is it is it is it's like opposite um and i don't think that that is necessarily a bad thing um Mm. but we're gonna get into that as we as we cover the film and in fact we might as well uh just move right into into that um this uh uh Suspiria uh uh Suspiria 77 man this is going to be real tough comparing <laughs> talking about both of these um uh, occupies this interesting uh place in my mind because it is a it is essentially a supernatural giallo like there's mm there's there's magic but it's it a lot of the violence in it feels like your kind of typical giallo violence and mm. um i i think uh it it's uh, it's mainly remembered for its really uh amazing color palette like a lot of brightly hued colors and it's lighting and set decoration and um it's score by goblin and all of that is just flipped in 2018 and is this kind of very muted non-dramatic grounded thing Mm. uh so um let's let's get into it uh suspiria uh 2018 uh we get an opening uh scene in uh Berlin. Is it West? Mm-hmm. Are we in uh This is in West um West Berlin. Okay. Yes. Uh where uh where uh one Dr. Josef Kemper uh is uh visited by one of his patients, Patricia Hingle. Uh it is uh worth it's it's Something that I only find funny, but um, the name Pat Hingle is the name of the actor who played the original Commissioner Gordon in the Tim Burton Batman movies. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. So the fact that her name is Patricia Hingle is 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 always funny to me. Um, uh, Doctor Kimper thinks that uh, Patricia is suffering from delusions. She is a dancer. At the Madame Marcos Dance Academy, uh, she uh, 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 comes to his office. He and she is agitated. She's talking about uh, uh, witches and a ceremony. Some uh, Marcos wanting to get inside of her. Uh, it is uh, very frantic and and clearly uncomfortable uh, for her. Uh, she arrives with a duffel bag and a diary. Uh, uh, and after her visit with uh, Dr. Kemper, she she leaves and uh, leaves her bag behind. Um, mm. It yeah. uh, uh, as as a tone setter because this is a this is a pre credits <laughs> opening credit sequence. As as an opener, how did you feel that this uh, the sequence uh, set the tone for the film? 
Now, I mean, it's it's a little bit uh, aside from her frantic nature. It's slower, meditative, and it's very dreary. Mm-hmm. So that was a mm. it was kind of a refreshing start. Um, but it also begged the question, like where this was going to go and yeah with with the doctor um the doctor ends up feeling and throughout the entire film um a a more pivotal character and as far as like the audience is going to be concerned yes and i think that that Mm. was a bit of a surprise um yes i i had uh i was uh off mic because we do exist offside outside of this podcast off mic i was talking uh to cameron about <laughs> how the doctor essentially um serves as uh udo kier's uh character exposition character but as an actual character in the film so yeah. whereas kier just Sticks appears once. yeah <laughs> um yeah it's it's and it's 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 it feels real like this movie is graded very uh its color uh grade is very muted um it is Mm. it is it is absolutely not uh suspiria 77 and um uh it, it 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 establishes that visually immediately um, yeah. Also, yeah. also, I think it's very cute that they set this movie in 1977, the release year of of the original. That's a, that's <laughs> oh, a nice I didn't touch. Even think of that. Yep. <laughs> that's yeah, a nice they did, t- and they were and they were playing a little bit more with the actual current. I think because they were using real world events that happened, um, mm-hmm. grounded the movie in a, a in a bigger way. It it took away that like phantasmagoria aspect Mm -hmm. Um, yeah because it's 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 allowing itself to kind of hold things in reserve yeah i agree um and then we get our opening uh our opening credit sequence uh which uh conveys so much information with absolutely no dialogue it's it's <laughs> one of my it's it's maybe one of it's it's like in my top five favorite opening credit sequence for just the amount of information that it is it wordlessly conveys um while yeah. uh, the most beautiful um horror movie song title song ever plays over the back background because of course uh one tom york uh lead singer of radiohead composed the score for this film which once again if we're talking about inverses you don't get more inverse from going from goblin to tom york so <laughs> yeah uh and i actually so it uh, I'm I'm just gonna pull it up really quick because for whatever reason I didn't think to uh, write this down because I'm bad at my job. Um, uh, but there is a fantastic needlepoint quote uh, hanging on the wall during this this opening sequence. Oh yes, it's, it's 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 essentially all mothers 
perform all jobs, um, but cannot be replaced in that. There's yes. a little bit more to it, though. Yeah. A, a mother is a woman who can take the place of all others, but whose place no one else can take. Uh, uh, that's pretty good. For the yeah, it's, it's essentially the entire movie in one yes, visual as, as, yeah. cue. As, as, yeah. as, as literally the first shot of the opening title sequence. Um, so, uh, you know... In retrospect, you're, uh, this is one of the other reasons why I've watched this movie um, six times is because, it, it once again, it's two and a half hours, and it's a dense two and a half hours. Like, there is, there is subtext layered over text, which is layered over more with more subtext. There's so much visually going on in the background there's it's subtle and it's it's really enjoyable because you start to uh, create uh correlations between things in in your mind uh upon re re rewatch and uh mm. th there's also a, a surprising amount of reincorporation from the original film uh in interesting ways uh first being uh, the ending of this uh, uh, opening credit sequence. It's um, basically uh, Ohio, uh, we come to find that it's set in Ohio. Um, I'm going to assume that uh, uh, that Susie's mother has tuberculosis. That seems to, mm -hmm. to be the implication. Um, it is. It is. They live in rural farm country. There are like five daughter daughters, including Susie. The mother has consumption. She's being mm. bathed. So there's like an aspect of like religious imagery with them cleaning and like swaddling her uh, during this opening sequence. Uh, but it ends with her, uh, a very uncomfortable long shot of her lying in bed wheezing. And mm. uh, for anyone who's seen the original Suspiria, that wheeze uh, is the wheeze that would belong to one uh, Mother Marcos, uh, which is the way that mm. she is uh, announced and and portrayed in the original film. However, it is reincorporated this time as the um, dying wheezes of Susie's mother. Yes. What did uh, what did did you did you get anything uh out of out of this opening sequence? I I think taken in its own, it has the 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 context we're given is very very limited. So, um, as you go with the film and as the in, um, not incidences but uh, our meetings again. Uh, almost dreamlike in nature um, pop up with her mother uh it it gives the backstory that we need um to understand like how the movie sort of wraps up yeah right so yeah. By, by itself it's just like a series of unsettling imageries and then <laughs> then you get context of oh kind of who her family is um and and why um, she's sort of being treated this way. 
Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Susie arrives in Berlin. Uh, uh, she pulls out an envelope, uh, that says, uh, Ohio Mennonite, uh, church. Uh, mm-hmm. there you go. There you get your religious, uh, con- uh, connection. Uh, she has, uh, oh man, I do not know what the currency of Berlin in 1977 was. So I am not even oh, going wow. to make- there we go. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> I almost said Frank, and I was like, nope, that's absolutely wrong. You know better yes. than that, Leonard. <laughs> uh, and, and some cash. Uh, yes. She, uh, I, so here's, I, I, um, I really love uh, the, how this, this uh, sequence in the, the um, Metro uh, ends where a train mm. passes by and blows the the travel book out of her hand so everyone knows that it's Berlin and I'm like oh that's a little <laughs> hokey I was like I found it charming because I was like that feels like something that Argento would have done in mm. the original to convey some information like you don't don't have somebody say it just like oh no the wind knocked the book out of the hand conveniently towards the camera <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, Berlin is miserable. It is, it is Mm. rainy. It is gray. Um, and, uh, the Marcos dance studio is literally across the street from the Berlin wall. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) It's right there. Like, it's, it's kind of, I, it's really kind of like a brilliant decision because, just the wall being there like plants this in reality so every mm-hmm. single time you you see the studio the wall is there in some form or fashion and it's like nope this is real this is really happening take it mm-hmm. seriously yeah um and uh Susie find makes her way to the to the dance company and uh, we get my fa- my favorite thing in the movie, which is a crash, a crash zoom onto her, mm-hmm. which is literally the most Argento thing <laughs> ever. And I squealed when 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 it happened because I was like, oh my god, there there I haven't seen a, a legitimate crash zoom like used unironically. <laughs> in like a decade this is mm. very exciting um and the studio is uh, the inter- the interior of the studio of the of the dance company is insane because it is it is this brutalist architecture um everything yeah. is way too big all of the doorways are like for 10 foot high people everything's too big it's imposing and it's it's miserable and you're supposed to believe that a dance studio exists here because (laughs) of course it does because they're going to utilize the space but it's it feels like such an uncomfortable space to try and create art in yeah yeah it's um not an inspirational building to be working in no 
Um, and you will uh, have to forgive me because there are a lot of uh, a lot of names in this movie and a lot of mm. far foreign names. So I forget who uh, Susie is greeted by. Uh, I believe it's Miss Tanner. It's, uh, yes, it's Miss Tanner who's to take her uh, to the audition. Yes. Um, yes, and Miss Tanner uh, greets Susie, says that they tried to contact her at her hotel. Uh, essentially, they're trying to give her the brush off in a very, it, uh, very like dance studio dance company ish kind of way of like mm-hmm. oh yeah. wow you're so full of yourself you thought you could just come here and audition for us and we would just take you in it's really it's really weirdly clicky and kind of mm-hmm. like gross and also feels like 100 percent accurate to the period of time and the industry <laughs> um mm. So they uh, uh, they take uh, Susie into the mirror room. Uh, keep 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 an eye out for this room because it's very mm-hmm. important. <laughs> and uh, uh, Susie auditions, but she 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 uh, was expecting Madame Blanc uh, <laughs> to to be at her audition. Madame Blanc, of course, played by the. Um, exquisite ethereal almost fey like uh uh actress uh oh my god mm. tilda swinton <laughs> tilda swinton because i literally yes. i was even so much praise <laughs> that i forgot her name um uh, and uh she is amazing and uh susie performs and cameron you're our mm-hmm. our you're our residence arts man yeah. um, how did you feel about the dancing? Uh, the dancing in this in this entire film is, I would say, really fantastic. It is primal and really physical. Like you can tell, this is not just like an actor doing a basic routine or something. Like there's energy and momentum and real force behind every single move. I think that's the that's the big thing with it. Is especially in later scenes in the film when there's dancing it's almost got this undercurrent rhythm from the movement of the bodies and it's always perfectly timed. It's always absolutely beautiful and really a a lot of the times eerie uh, depending Mm -hmm. on the actual routine. It is a highlight of the film. I could not look away whenever the dancing was being done. Dave, what did you think about uh, the dancing? Uh, so in the original film, it's a it's a dance studio, but it's like a ballet um, mm-hmm. dance mm-hmm. studio, and I was expecting more of that. This obviously fits way more in with what the movie is doing, um, mm. and it was a, a another interesting tidbit that um, uh, it is Dakota Johnson, yes, Dakota Johnson, who is playing yes. Susie Bannon, um, spent like two years prior to the film learning classical ballet to do this role. Yeah. Well, wow. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, and it shows. it shows, it shows. I mean, oh, she yeah. just like is phenomenal. They have every, every, all the dancers are really well, but as the lead, mm. um, she's just selling it like really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
and then we we at the very tail end of her routine we get a really really fantastic shot where uh it, from her sp perspective as she's spinning in the mirror room and there's this like synth chord playing this very mm. goblin synth chord playing and then she stops and uh, stops on a dime to face Madame Blanc and there's another crass zoom and I'm like oh movie you're 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 giving me too much too soon how can you how can you expect me to deal with two and a half hours of all of this I can't I can't deal with this filmmaking um and so Susie is immediately accepted uh it is it is worth mentioning that uh Madame Blanc was in fact working with other dancers in the main studio and mm -hmm. sensed something and made her yes. way to the mirror room um mm. Uh, Susie is accepted. Um, uh, uh, it is assumed that she would need to go back and uh, and settle her affairs in America. But Susie is like, no, no, I I packed I packed everything up. I I took I, every, <laughs> my life's in this backpack and this handbag, and I'm I'm good here. So uh, uh, Miss Tanner uh, says, well, we can't pay you much. Uh, but we do offer uh, dormitories uh, mm. rent free uh, on 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 site, um, and the the she Miss Tanner then says this line that I really really kind of appreciate uh, in this film, which is we understand the importance of a woman's financial autonomy. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, one thing that one thing that I will say about this movie that I kind of really enjoy is. Um, it completely passes the Bechdel test on oh, every single level. Oh my gosh. It is, yeah, it, it is, it is, it is, it is the, it is the most um, uh, passes Bechdel test movie of all time. I think. Yeah, and yeah, and it, and there good. is a real <laughs> sense of like sisterhood and family, and it it's so it's and like my we're gonna get into it. But like my mm. relationship between like the authority, like the faculty and the students is is so weird because mm. the way that it is it is explored in the film is so weird. Um, uh, so, but we're 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 I, I'm gonna get into that uh, mm. later. Later, um, <laughs> Susie is uh, uh, greeted at her apartment uh, at her hotel by Sarah Sims. I believe is it uh, yeah she's yeah, she's still at her Sarah. apartment uh, yeah. uh when Sarah arrives and uh our apartment I keep a hotel room um there is a bombing because once again be be aware that this movie is still very very real mm -hmm. um and Susie moves in uh and and begins the training and we are introduced to all of the dancers and one of my favorite um, once again getting back into how incredible the dancing is these how many scenes in this movie are are mm. are acted while people are practicing routines in the background and mm. having to do that for the entire sequence of these <laughs> of, of these scenes and it's mm. really kind of amazing just like yeah because you know most times you have 
extras in the background. They're just kind of milling about, peas and carroting around, acting like they're. Yeah. But th- here, th- they have to dance. Like there's mm. no. Um, uh, we're introduced to uh, Olga, um, mm-hmm. who was friends with Patricia. Uh, Olga's having um, uh, um, the start of what is going to be a, a, a very bad day um, <laughs> and is just not getting the routine down. Um, yeah, she starts to get a she starts to get a little um, too uh upset uh and and eventually blows up at uh Madame Blanc and uh uh Miss Tanner uh she runs out of the studio and calls them witches in German <laughs> to which yes. Miss Tanner just laughs and I'm like yep. well come on you got to at least try <laughs> <laughs> uh, to which I then immediately, uh, to which cut to me watching this the fifth time. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess she can just laugh. She doesn't really have to like even do anything because they're basically mm. these witches are incredibly powerful and basically omnipotent mm. since they yeah. seem to be uh, aware of everything. Um, uh, Susie volunteers to uh, uh, play the uh, pro- uh, take on the protagonist role of uh, Falk. Is that the name of uh, Miss Blanc's uh, yeah, dance? Yeah, Falk, Falk is yeah. the name of the dance. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, to which Madame Blanc's like, "Wait a minute! Whoa, that's um, that's that's high level. There, are you sure? Are you sure you want you you can do this and?" <laughs> and Susie and and Susie says yes, and uh, Miss Blanc says, "Well, all right." And she um, uh, makes sure that Susie stretched by by hitting some pressure points in her palm that make her palm glow because that's yep. not suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and and her feet, <laughs> which make her the the arches of her feet glow. Um, Olga's done. She's packed up. She's heading out. Uh, and, um, she, 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 she begins to cry glycerin. It's, they're really gross Mm. tears. They're like real gross magic induced, uh, tears. Um, and she is unfortunately, uh, uh, led to and trapped within the mirror room. I am going to let Mm. you guys handle this sequence because I've seen it so many times (laughs) that it is it I'm just impressed by it but I I don't think I can convey it in in words properly anymore so fellas have at it all right um through the power and magic of dance uh Susie apparently unconsciously I would say rings Olga to death is probably the best term in general um, while dancing. Um, basically, every dance move ends in that one of those, like I said, those really firm, heavy, suddenly stopping movements. And the force seems to be transferring across the studio to this other room and literally, you know, flinging Olga about the room and twisting her body unnaturally. And it's super uncomfortable and really well done 
yeah, it was, it was surprisingly like I don't know um, how much of that was prosthetics and how much is maybe she's a contortionist, but <laughs> she was mm. tied into a knot basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, by the end of it, everything is just broken. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, most importantly, uh, everything is broken, but she isn't dead. No, yeah. she's still no. partly alive. Uh, and another point that the dialogue doesn't it's it's on off in an offhand manner but um mm. the the matrons are discussing uh what happened with olga it it was an intentional thing that she's dealt with however the manner yeah. of it was not actually supposed to do that thing um right they mm. they discussed that susie somehow um, when she was used as like as a conduit um susie had picked up the intention uh mm. of the matrons to get rid of olga and it resulted in this uh, that's not what yeah. they expected to happen um so that's putting more um more of a mystery and more credence to um susie's like abilities beyond just her her practiced dance yes yes she she picked up this lead um ostensibly by reading about the play in some archives and seeing a a performance this is a really complicated dance and to do to be able to do that is that's impressive like beyond pale yeah (laughs) um yeah uh a lot of the a lot of the um the uh olga sequence uh was prosthetics um some cg okay. enhanced prosthetics especially uh the jaw uh which is oh, really on that one <laughs> um um it is it I always, I'm always hesitant to say things uh, like this because people like to take comments out of context, but it is really, it is a really kind of beautiful and affectingly horrific sequence. And I Mm. think the thing that makes it work for me that like it is right on the line of being too much, but the thing that that makes it work for me and makes it palatable as something that I can like actually say is like beautiful and artistic is that it's not gory. It there, yeah. there's, it's not like you in, in any other movie, <laughs> a sequence, a sequence like this would result in her splattered all over that room. Mm. And, and yeah. I think the fact that it is, it is the breaking and, and, the the disabling of her that is um uh makes this effective because it's 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 also interesting because as a dancer like that like as a person and a dancer that life is over like oh, in yeah. in one fell swoop <laughs> and it's it's and it's just ed- and it's also edited in in like this really amazing way where you mm. are getting you understand like the the ability to visually convey that yes Susie is doing this and how her her movements and actions are affecting this transmogrification is is top notch mm. it's my 
Yeah, it's my favorite thing in this movie, and it's <laughs> really unpleasant and uncomfortable, and also kind of beautiful, which um, is kind of just a summary of this movie in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, oh, it's also it's uh, something else. This is very, very minor, minor, but it it is. It, the movie kind of has a subtitle uh and in that it is a play in six acts with an epilogue yes they stick to it <laughs> yes um so we uh we have a fi- we have a move from act 1 to act 2 this this where olga is um mangled is is firmly in act 2 uh we get a, a, a oh uh the um the matrons have uh, a vote for who's going to be running things yes. uh it's between madame blanc and uh madame marcos mm. uh and uh, marcos wins um and there's a there's apparently a schism in mm. in in the school and in the uh witch hierarchy it is uh, worth mentioning, just for the sake of comparison, between uh, 2018 and 77, the fact that witches are involved is the mystery of Suspiria mm. 77, uh, and yeah. that they they are they are explicit that this is witchcraft, basically from the jump. Yeah, yeah, it becomes super obvious by the uh, the Olga sequence, which, yep. which um. This movie is long, as we've said before, but I was, I was making comments on this as I watched it on Twitter. I said, wow, once the horror starts, it really freaking starts. I was like, oh, we're, we're like 20 minutes in or something. I checked, we're 45 minutes into the movie. It's yeah. Like, this is a long um, film. It's good. It, it, I, uh, it, it, that sequence also, um, uh, just one quick point, that sequence also does something that a lot of modern horror films have been doing um, uh, like the really good ones which is mm. we give you the we give you the the top of the ceiling um uh, or what what we're going to present to you at the time is the top of the ceiling for the horror in in this movie so we get the olga sequence and that's like super dramatic and that's the like WTF sequence of the movie. We have mm. the Charlie telephone pole sequence in Hereditary, <laughs> which is that move, oh. that that moment yeah. in that movie. So it's just like this is it is it is an early punctuation of this is what you're getting into. Be prepared because mm. this could happen at any point going forward. Yeah, yeah, it is the um. One of the more violent parts of the movie, but the least gory part of the movie. So it's yeah. a good prep, I guess. Yeah, uh, and it also <laughs> it also like kind of the uh, the uh, allows them to still subvert your expectations later on when they when they really t- when they turn the movie into a into a cartoon. <laughs> but I well, once again, we'll get into that. Um, oh, Dave, yeah. Dave, do you have any? <laughs> yeah. So this this moment, while it's it's artful um there is a the the tiniest thread of comedy which this movie does not like play with more than very few times which is a good thing Mm. um oh yeah because it's not levity it's um i believe it's miss tenor uh 
talking to um, Susie when she's saying that she'll do the dance and then they're kind of telling her she's not ready. Um, and a, a large mm-hmm. point of this is it's a da- <laughs> so it's a dangerous dance because of yes. how the um, the protagonist is moving about and um, in the like literally in the middle of the ring of other dancers and mm. flailing far more than the other dancers are doing. Uh, and a, and a point yeah. of it is we you know we don't we wouldn't want anyone to get kicked in the ribs. Um, yep, <laughs> and that's that's the the larger um, yeah. injury that uh, Olga does sustain is like yeah. crushed mm. crushed yeah. rib cage. Yep. Um. Yeah. It's um. There's there's uh there's a a conversation between uh, uh Blanc and uh, uh Tanner uh later on that that makes me laugh every single time uh, to mm-hmm. the point where I, I just rewind multiple times just to, to hear them have this conversation. Uh, but uh, yes, it, 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 it is, it is the darkest of comedy mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in, in this, and it is used once again, very sparingly. Um, uh, and it's great. Uh, so um Susie's getting settled. She's making friends with Sarah, just like in the original. It's really, it feels super legitimate. It, uh, like, you really, you you do ultimately uh, feel like Susie and Sarah care for one another. Uh, Dr. Kemper then gets a sequence where he travels from West Berlin to East Berlin to visit his old home. Uh, This is where we get most of the backstory. Um, he and his wife had to flee East Berlin to West. Mm. Um, he lost his wife and has um, really just suffered the horror of not knowing what happened mm. to her. So he makes this like trek from from his office slash home to his old home like constantly and i and yeah. he does it multiple times throughout the movie but the very first time they make it a point to show you what a what a trip it is to get there and he is mm. the like the most elderly of elderly <laughs> men is he though <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's sad and it's really yeah. sad it's yeah um, and it's it's uh, it's uh, but it's the the core of this movie uh, his his character mm. um, because he 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 begins studying Patricia's diary and it's got and oh man can we just talk about like what a fantastic like um, I'm going crazy diary this yeah. is yeah it's very dense it's completely scrawled like there's all kinds of information there are tons of great little like clues and world extension threads mm-hmm. in there about the coven as well which i actually really like i went back and paused a couple of frames there just to get a good look at it and it's great <laughs> yeah it's it's real really fantastic like just like i would i would pay good money for that prop just to have <laughs> it because it's it's really somebody had to make that um uh 
just a quick trick back, but um, I, uh, Chris Straub, uh, who, of, of Channel oh. Zero fame, um, yeah. does a lot of work like that. Like he, I, he, mm-hmm. he does art pieces where it, it looks like um, grimoire pages ripped out, and it's it's like an illustration of a creature, and then just like mm. mad made scrawling all around it it's 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 one of my favorite like bits of art uh kind types of art um so yeah i yeah. really i really like like um the diary and mm. the um information that it conveys um dave do you have any any yeah, i was just thoughts? gonna say that 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 particular point um it's it's a great prop it's an excellent piece that that you can glean more by like pausing and reading what's going on uh and that was another thing Mm. that um even in the opening of the film uh with patrizia when she's talking with the doctor she's going from german to english because it's it's a chloe grace moretz um performing that that role Mm -hmm. um but the frantic nature of it and and sw- switching back between the languages um it's echoed kind of in the diary mm-hmm. and another aspect of that immediately um the diary reminded me of just because they put so much effort into it was the uh the room of notes in 7 when they, oh, find, yes. they find a killer's lair mm-hmm. like they they literally it's it's hundreds of um notebooks and they had uh they were written in and filled out completely on every one of those books because um brad pitt's character is going to randomly grab one and it has to be filled with something Mm -hmm. right Uh, just so that level of detail is like present (laughs) here not not of course to the same degree but it's the same sense of like frantic scribblings um but there's meaning in them. Mm-hmm. Mm. I didn't have anything else on that one, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aside from it did show the hierarchy or the, the supposed hierarchy of the coven uh, in a few different mm-hmm. permutations. It's not just like a single diagram because it was sort of showing the alliance split between uh, Madame Blanc and Madame Marcos. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, who, uh, you can actually, you can actually get a sneak peek at Madame Marcos, uh, as soon as Susie arrives in the dance studio, because mm-hmm. they, uh, they show the roster of instructors, uh, conveniently laid out in two columns. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one headed by Madame Blanc and the other by Madame Marcos, who looks like a mole person. Yes, <laughs> that's one way to put it. No, I mean in in the picture on the board of her, she mm. just looks like she looks like like a she's still wearing those black glasses, but just looks like a mole person. I'm like, how yeah. are you? How are you the one running this dance studio? I don't believe you could dance. <laughs> And who are really gonna not believe it later on? Um, Can't dance anymore, but she used to be able to, so she knows the ropes. <laughs> um, oh yes, we also get the uh, introduction of the uh, witch's silver hooks um, because mm-hmm. Patricia hasn't had it bad enough as it is. Um, yeah. 
oh. that, you know, hey, we got to use this mirror room. This, so yeah. we got to clean this place up. So uh, oh, uh, the, the, uh, a, a bunch of witches pull out uh, uh, silver hooks shaped like ribs. That's yeah. weird. Uh, and <laughs> just kind of uh, turn turn Olga into an ice block and carry her out of the room. Yeah, at, right before that, Miss Tanner is like, you know, don't hurt Olga any more than you have to. I'm like, if you didn't want to hurt her anymore, you could just pick her up. You have hands. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's some sort of magic. I'm sure as yeah. soon as the hooks come out, that she'll be. Well, fine isn't going to be the proper word no. for it. She won't be no. impaled anymore. Yeah. We know that we we know they have sort of kind of healing powers at least to a degree. Th- yeah, they're very, later on very in the film, fast but... and loose with how that works. Mm. And it does seem yeah. that it's a um, it's a temporary measure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't last. Um. And yep, they just holler out. Um. I love uh the hand movement that she makes to unlock and the big heavy chunk of the secret. Mm mirror door opening um i'm I'm a big fan of i'm a big fan of magic that doesn't have any visual effect so just like move your hand or dance like cast Mm. a spell through dance that's clever and new and something that i hadn't thought of and is totally like thematically appropriate for witches um yeah uh so uh and they holler out and that is the introduction of that thing of the silver mm-hmm. hooks, and they they are great. Uh, someone mm-hmm. I wish I had remembered to write this down, but there is an artist who is create uh, who's credited uh, for creating the silver hooks um, mm-hmm. during the credits. Ah, um, uh, let's see. Where do we and where do we go from here? <laughs> what happens? Next. Oh, um, Madame Blanc decides that uh, there is a, a Madame Blanc is decide they decide that Madame Marcus will retain power. Um, Madame Blanc uh, decides that she is going to work on a new piece entitled uh, a piece about rebirth. That's that's important. Um, mm-hmm. And that uh, that uh, uh, Susie is going to be the lead and that uh that she her dance will be the framework upon which the uh routine is built upon uh and uh Madame Blanc uh for all of the mirrors to be um uh, uh closed and this is another really fantastic piece of reappropriation from the uh first film uh, where uh, there is a um, sudden infestation of ceiling maggots uh, in mm-hmm. the dormitory. And so all the dancers need to sleep in the dance studio, and they set that up, and they draw curtains around their sleeping area. Um, yeah. uh, and this, and then it is, uh, once again, because it's 70, Suspiria 77, it's black lit, uh, backlit red. Uh, which no one mm. could sleep with, uh, and this <laughs> serves as the introduction of uh, Madame Marcos in Suspiria seventy seven, 
uh, where you only see her silhouette as she gets into bed uh, at, along with her horrible death wheeze. Um, and uh, Susie begins to dance, and we cut to um, a goblin hand <laughs> reaching and touching the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and uh, uh and Susie's dance routine takes on a uh very uh hard sexual edge to it. Um uh and uh Miss Blanc, uh Madame Blanc is is not pleased. Cut to mm-hmm. my favorite the thing, the joke. I don't I'm ev- I don't even want to call it a joke, uh, but the thing mm-hmm. that makes me laugh every time when Madame Blanc uh says to Miss Tanner you should have told me that uh, she was coming. Uh, Miss Tanner says Marcus wanted to feel Susie's power herself. <laughs> and Madame Blanc says, so what? You put her in a storage closet under the floor? <laughs> yeah. That's the I'm only like... place she could be. <laughs> and H- Helena Marcos? And I'm like... There's an and I don't know what it is about that, but every it's 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 Tilda Swinton's delivery. It's it's mm. she's speaking in German, and there's an aspect of just like how she is interacting with with Tanner. Like they're both sitting on a couch, but not facing forward. They're kind of like clustered next to each other, but they're both reading newspapers and having this conversation. And there's an aspect of it that reminds me of of the witches. That, yeah, um, that a, a yeah. lot of this had that feeling. If you just sucked any kind of humor out of the witches, right? <laughs> yeah, like, and because there's a lot of time given to like how the how the how this 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 coven interacts with with one another. Like they are given a lot yeah. of time to flesh out the, the 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 politics the witch politics there we go there's there's mm, there's yeah. there's the episode title <laughs> witch politics. yeah all right yeah, and that's another thing um, is um uh madame blanc her it's not her really attire but her she's wearing like dark stark long hair you could transpose that over to um uh, angelic houston's character in the witches who's wearing like that black straight wig yes yeah yeah and is a and... sort of matron figure just mm-hmm. more like mm-hmm. ostentatious about it right and and that was a, a a curious thing because a lot of the um not not that um just uh, madame blanc in general um, and I think it's because she's been sidelined a little bit um, uh, by uh, Madame Marcos taking control over the studio. Um, the students, and in general, are uh, they're they're respectful of her. They they're she's good at what she does, but there's a a sense of like she's a, a um, she's a she's difficult because she's harsh, like in her methods. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And that like does not come across in uh, her performance. Yes, like this was the most yes. fair. I've like if you're thinking of like ballet instructor, you have a specific image, and she's just not doing that, right? And she she mm-hmm. only does it once, and it's the it and it's when Susie questions her. 
and it's yeah. not even yeah. as intense as you would expect that from a dance instructor in 19 in 1977 West Berlin. <laughs> Yeah, so that was an interesting move because she's 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 far more motherly um, yeah. than instructorly. Yes, um, and I mean that that yeah. that's taken literally because her her greeting to um, the dancers is a you know it's a good morning kiss on the cheek to to, yeah. to mm. every single one of them taking the time to do that. Um, so the ways that she interacts and treats them. Uh, it's serious, but there's a there's a very uh, strong sense of tenderness of like love that she's feeling um, for these students uh, that that just puts them in the sense of like it's a it's a family. <clears throat> yeah, it's what's yeah. once again like the the. The, the dynamics <laughs> the di- yeah it, not, it, i i it's just how 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 i'm trying to express it because like they're witches and they do kind like they're they're doing evil really evil things but it it feels reactionary it feels like it's protection it's not it's very insular yes it isn't it isn't like we're going around and putting curses on people it's mm. th- this is what we are and we need to protect ourselves because if others found out about it then they would just destroy us they, um they, yeah yeah and they they um madame blanc makes a, a very large point of that specifically in regard to patricia who is a reactionary she's like <laughs> part of mm. a um a rebel group that is bombing and and doing things um, within the city. Hmm. Uh, And that's not um, morally, she's not, Madame Blanc is not concerned with that. She's like, let her, you know, all of you and all of us like live your best life, whatever they know, we support you in whatever you're doing. If that includes Hmm. this and this, and that changes our paths, um, you know, so be it. Uh, yeah. That being said, the coven isn't going to brook any kind of betrayal, or you can't just quit because we yeah. see what happens when you quit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You quit. And I, I, I would, I would preface that saying: if you quit, and you know what we're, what we are actually doing here. Yes, is yeah. I think the issue. I think if. Olga hadn't said oh, you bunch of witches, then it yeah. may have not turned out like it did. But that's that's just a guess. Yeah, um, they're 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 mm-hmm. vindictive in a protective way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Yosef decides that. Oh, hey, th- there's something like now that I've read this diary, there's something super sketch going on better send the cops um Hmm. over uh the some some police officer men Hmm. show up uh and 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 i think to a point that we mentioned a little bit earlier uh the those are the only three male characters in the movie and yes of them only two of them are actually played by men yeah, right. one of those played by so the two, the two 
police officers in this film are the only men in the movie and their, yep. yeah. their part is not integral it is a footnote it is a it's a dismissal yeah. actually is what it is yes mm. it, it is it is a dismissal and a mockery um yeah. um because they 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 use their witchcraft to to make them look real dumb um while uh uh well not patricia while um oh so many names while sarah (laughs) while sarah and susie uh look for records uh regarding patricia uh and and don't find anything uh uh meanwhile is this uh do we get the sequence where the um the uh instructors are at dinner uh and and the girls see them eating and talking while they have a uh, Jedi mind conversation at the dinner table? Yes. Yeah, after the rehearsal all the girls go out on the town and the instructors are making it very very clear that they are also out doing normal human things like having dinner <laughs> with each other at a restaurant. <laughs> it's important for them to see us as normal and approachable. Yes. <laughs> it, it, I, I like that they say it's good for Su- and it's specifically sent c- catered on Susie and it's it's mm. good for Susie to see us see that we're still part of this world. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, we're probably we're probably gonna bring you in on this. You seem like a real powerful witch. Uh, you should know that you can still go out to your Berlin nightclubs <laughs> when you're not twisting people into pretzels. Um, uh, but of course, uh, Madame Marcos wants Susie for something. It's pretty mm-hmm. obvious, given the state of that hand touching the, yeah. the ceiling, what she wants <laughs> Susie for. Uh, and it is it is uh, Madame Blanc's job to uh, prepare Susie for mm. for that eventuality. Um, yeah, uh, we get another. Um, so I keep ta- I talked about the WTF moments that kind of sets the tone for like the kind level of violence that you can um, expect in the movie. Uh, another, uh, and I, I'm really hesitant to call it a trope because I actually just kind of like like it, uh, is mm. the, uh, hey, we will do things to your brain in order to break down your psyche so that we can influence you better. So mm. Madame Blanc just, just starts transmitting the coven's dreams to Susie uh, yes. while she sleeps, <laughs> and it's, it's uncomfortable. Yep. There's some nasty stuff in there. So it is, but if that's just their dreams, that's also like an issue. (laughs) Yeah, yes, that's what they always experience. Yeah, this is our just (laughs) nightly like horrifying um, dreams. Yeah, like here you go, Susie. I I I wonder if that's just if that's flowery language, and if these are actually like memories, like like your what we like we're innately damaged in some way so our dreams are essentially Mm. nightmares but our nightmares are based on the memories of our own experiences so these are just flashes of our life um and the horrors of our life uh pre like witch perhaps um once again there's nothing explicit about it but i i love uh, 
trying to parse meaning out of well, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of trauma um, inherent in those dreams, and that that fits perfectly with like the setting of what was going on in the last several decades. Oh yeah, because right. these are yeah. all um, the, the witches are all um, they're not old, but they're elderly, um, and they would mm. have gone through the war, and that that's that's the yes. point of um, yeah, the good doctor and his wife, right? Yeah. The the one that really I mean, this is only thirty years one... after yeah the end yeah. of the war yeah roughly. there's one there's one dream image which got me which is just the hand reaching out of the door of a concrete building and smearing blood into an A yeah which you don't see the whole building but it looks suspiciously like the chamber at Auschwitz I saw when I went there yeah um but I don't know if it's that. <laughs> Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. If it's not, it's adjacent to it. That, that's what that yeah. felt like. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it is, and I, and much like Hereditary, you break down their psyche, and then they're easy. You, you <laughs> can just, you can just slide that body on like a new suit. Uh, oh yeah, listen, when you're playing the protagonist in folk, you need to hollow yourself out to let the music and the spirit of the dance inhabit you. Yep, Susie, that's what you got to do. Yeah, don't you know that when you're performing a role um, that was created by another dancer, that you are, you have to be that dancer. Their spirit mm. has to flow through you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at and by this point, a um, it the, there has been a seasonal change. Like they are never explicit with the passage of time in this film, mm. but uh, the first half of this film is all rain and the latter half is all snow so there has clearly been some sort of seasonal change Susie has been here for a while um and she is she is aware of has become aware of what's going on um Mm. that 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 this is a coven of witches and that they I have have designs on her. Uh, they aren't uh, sure about that. So now that Susie's been indoctrinated, is is being indoctrinated, the focus then becomes um, Sarah. Sarah yeah. becomes the protagonist for essentially for this portion of the movie, and yeah. um, she is. Uh, uh, Yosef uh, uh, contacts her as he's leaving the academy, and um, they have a conversation uh, in a diner as they eat uh, about the three mothers. Dave, were you expecting actual three mothers talk to come into this movie? I I wasn't, but I'm glad that it did because that builds more... Um, on the world than the original Suspiria did. It's it's right. taking what is already mm. extant in the Three Mothers trilogy and giving it like a backbone. Um, because if this is a standalone film, uh, that helps it be its own thing. Because this this is um, it's almost a deconstruction of it's more than just being an inverse. It's digging into the themes uh far more um than superiority even even um inferno uh, or mother of tears really was doing those are kind of 
they're overt in a different way. Um, this mm-hmm. this is a subtler thing um, in in all all intents, really, um, because of mm. the theming, the um, the cinematography. Everything is it's understated here, um, but mm. because there's an extra hour of movie um, in comparison, specifically to the original Suspiria. They, you have a better sense of all the characters, at least all the main ones. Um, they, that the, it's a little unfortunate because the rest of the dance troupe is, um, they're just like ciphers for dancers. They don't have any other real depth to them, right? Mm. Uh, and that that's that would be my one issue with the film is there's a, there's a lot of characters, there's a lot of uh, matrons that you just don't get a real good sense of. Yeah. yeah. So those aren't like weak points, but they are things that um would be beneficial. I, I um I I don't know if there's still plans, but I think they were originally going to do like a prequel um because of the way that um uh Mother Marcos uh looks here um I think was and due to an incident earlier at her own studio because this isn't technically her studio it was Madame Blanc's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I I think she was part of a fire which put her into the position that she's in. Eventually, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. So there's a lot behind the scenes that the movie um, infers. Like it's giving you a lot mm. of backstory without actually giving you the full backstory. It's kind of putting seeds there to flesh out these characters um, in a way that's subtle, um, but it's necessary to give you at least some sense of cohesion with like the coven. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Um. So the uh yosef uh starts ta- ta- tearing telling sarah about uh what he's discovered in uh patricia's notebook uh sarah is 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 put off by it uh thanks him uh and asks that uh that he that uh she not he not show up again uh mm. However, so, oh, so that part yes. I thought was super weird, simply because she literally just watched them um, uh, demanding the two police officers. Oh yeah. Mm. Well, was that? I thought she was still looking for the files, and it was um, was it? It was Susie. hard to tell because it's just like their corner I of their face. Think looking. it was Susie. Yeah, I uh, think it yeah. was. Susie. Was it okay? Yeah, I, I thought. I thought that's well. I knew they were together. Um, right. Mm. Yeah, okay. that makes a little bit more sense if that's the case. Uh, I mean, yes, it, because it, it Susie doesn't tell her what she saw. Hmm. That, yeah, that must be what happened. Oh, uh, pr- I think slightly prior to this is where um, it's when uh, Madame Blanc is teaching her to like trying to get her to jump. Oh yes, um, and that tra- and it goes into um, the sense that um, if if you're learning dance or if you're serious about learning dance, you need to learn French. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and that plays into a th- two things. Um, it's either a magical benefit or mm. more passage of time because, like, immediately thereafter, um, uh, Susie's just speaking French, like, natively. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's right. 
Oh yes, and another important aspect I think is is uh, is uh, Madame Marcos, uh, not Marcos, uh, 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 Madame Blanc is uh, very insistent that Susie get off the fl- ground, and I think that mm. that is is as a means of severing whatever connection that Marcos has formed with her. Um, mm. Because uh, it is only after like the appearance of Marcos and her influence that Susie starts questioning Blanc about the routine and tells her, mm. like, I think that it should do this because it, it's more important and that I should stay grounded. And I'm like, mm. Mm, that sounds mm, like yeah. Marcos trying to keep you, keep in contact with you. Uh, and Blanc is like, yeah, we're not going to have any of that. You need to learn to get off the ground so that hag yeah. hand stops. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And and that was a, that was a point that um, Susie made. Um earlier was that once they had finished that dance um she's uh sarah again now i'm getting her name mixed up um yes she's talking to her roommate and saying like didn't didn't you feel that in the didn't make you feel strange right here um and the other thing was like Mm. no (laughs) what are you talking about um because whatever feeling of the power within Susie that um marcos was was doing um was it becomes uh gratif- you know, like there's a gratification um in like wrapped up in that and that's i think forming um sort of like an addictive thing where where Susie's insistence on like look i have to like really press on the floor here um yeah it's important for the dance okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> um and so so she's talking with the the doctor. Oh yes, uh, and says, "Please, please don't don't trouble us uh, uh, again." Uh, later that night, Sarah is in her room. Um, the the coven are having dinner and talking about uh, uh, Madame Marcos. Uh, like, have you seen her? Will she hold on? Her body's mm. just de- disease piled on disease. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. then, and then we get it, it. It's like we get a really shocking moment. I don't even know this woman's name. She's never addressed by name in the film. Uh, she is the Miss a, Griffith, I believe. Is it okay? Uh, According she to the Wikipedia, <laughs> a a a mousy woman with giant glasses and a really tragic bowl cut, uh, who has been seemingly terrified and traumatized throughout every single one of her appearances in this movie and she Mm. just stands up at the dinner table takes a steak knife and stabs herself twice in the carotid artery and yep and it and it's so shocking because i'm reading the because it happens while there are subtitles present Mm. on the screen so i was the first time i watched this i was reading the subtitles and then all of a sudden, there's just blood squirting everywhere. I'm like, "What just happened?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it is. It is. It is crazy because it really just comes out of nowhere, and it's it's <laughs> really shocking. Um, and uh, uh, Susie wakes up and um, <laughs> is able to 
hear the number of steps taken. Uh, <laughs> like, that is what happened, right? Am I misreading that? Did the, the uh, because I know this, this is something from the original, like the steps is something from the original film. But here, it feels like Susie got the step information by actually just listening and counting. Am I, am I wrong? Uh, Sarah that seems did, about yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, because you know, uh, the, the, they're, they're witches. So they've got, they've got to have a secret place actually under the school. Um, so Susie follows the number of steps to the logical conclusion, I guess, which is the mirror room and discovers a, uh, the secret door into the catacombs under the uh, uh, dance academy and uh, a, mm. a curio shop of, of <laughs> witch horrors, uh, including yep. including uh, one of the silver hooks. Uh, and, oh, and the grossest framed painting I've ever <laughs> seen. Yep. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> ugh. I was, I was like, oh man, that's uh, that's that's cool, but man, that's gross, and I I don't even want to think about whether that frame is still wet. I can't. I I just want that picture to be done with, and it is a picture of Madame Blanc and uh, Madame Marcos uh, together. Um, seeing uh, seems like they were. Uh, uh, at one point, they were of equal status or partners, really. Um, and uh, Susie he overhears uh, the coven uh, uh, basically coming to grips with the fact that one of their members has killed themselves. Um, and mm. also, I, they they make the point of saying uh, she was too fast. We couldn't stop her. She was too fast with the knife, as if this was something that. I, like an eventuality that they had planned for or was something that they had to take in into account with her um once again she doesn't really have a character other than being traumatized and mousy so i don't think there's yeah. much to read into it and that her death essentially serves as the means for susie discovering that the the witches are real uh or something's up uh, she grabs the silver hook out of the curio case and runs to uh, talk to the good doctor. The doctor is is a skeptic, having having uh, uh, made it through the war. He he does not believe in God. He does not believe in magic. He believes in the power of. Uh, uh, the darkness within people to influence and manipulate others for for their own means, um, and he mm. basically states as much uh, to Sarah uh, when she asks if he thinks that they're witches, and he's like, "No, they're probably code names, or you know, they might trick, they might fool people into believing that they are, but they are dangerous, and you should probably not have that hook, so just leave it here. <laughs> mm, yeah. Or he's like, put it back, <laughs> well, better yet, leave it here. Um, and, mm. and the whole thing is that this this is tied into a lot of the uh, terrorist organizations um, that are already active um, in the country, and 
his logical thought process is that this this coven is another cell like that and the the names of these matrons are um code names for like the the, they they're built in histories um the mythic uh and esoteric um background to lend like legitimacy to um to the formation of the organization um right that the, the three mothers are just found like i mean they're literally the founders but those are mm. um the the mythic structure that gives um legitimacy to the founding of it um it's it's like tying back to uh older europe and that idea it's it's and of course he equates this specifically with the um the nazi party and like how that was being formed and how it was using an esoteric ritual Mm. to um give itself more strength right as like a cult status yeah oh and um there is a point that came up earlier in the film that uh 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 needs to be uh addressed which is uh madame blanc uh makes the suggestion that they uh incorporate uh something from the old ways into this ritual that will be taking place and she says that she wants a witness uh mm. uh one of the matrons uh suggests suggests one of the girls to which they someone i believe it's uh, uh i forget uh says uh, no that would drive them insane if they saw mm. if they saw this, it would drive them insane. No, we'll use the old man because we're completely and utterly aware of him, and he's already like on the case and sending the cops after us. So we'll use him as as the witness. Um, so that that's set up, and and you think you think you, you think you're gonna get it, but you're 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 gonna get it much later and more graphically. Mm. Um, Sarah leaves uh, Yosef's office uh, and sees mm-hmm. Miss Tanner. Miss Tanner, uh, yes, uh, <laughs> sinisterly <laughs> looking at her from across the street until a, 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 a convenient swath of people pass by. And surprise, it's oh, it wasn't Miss Tanner at all. It was just a different woman that looks incredibly similar to Miss Tanner and is now inconspicuously walking away. Not like she could probably <laughs> just glamour you and make you think that yeah. everything will be fine, I'm sure, Sarah. It's all good. And uh, so we come to the night of the performance. Yosef has has received a ticket. Uh, the girls are getting ready. Their costumes are all made and i love that they're made on site i love that there's Mm. just one of them that's the seamstress that makes the costumes i think that's really cool um uh but but sarah has decided that she needs to know what happened um fellas you wanna you wanna talk about sarah sarah's bad day uh, well, I mean, she's, she's really looking for Patricia, and yes. that's mm. that's her. That's what she cares about. The other stuff's like incidental. She doesn't matter that yeah. they're witches. That's not her concern. It's finding what happened no. to Patricia. 
so she goes back through the the mirror door and um mm. through the incredibly dark um catacomb area of the studio um i think it's also like when i was watching it this part it was night but the, the light was a little off so it was really hard to see i don't know if that's the case mm. um for both of you but this, this the distinguishing anything was very difficult um yeah and sarah does come upon uh, patricia who has been sapped of all vitality she's just been yep. rendered uh almost a corpse at this point kind of bloated yeah. and disgusting um and unab unable to rouse herself uh which um in the small shaft of light uh that sarah finds her in um it, it's too much for her and uh there's also uh, a crawling crawling beastie mm, that yeah a, a ringu thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it sends it sends Sarah on her on a flight um, mm. through a hallway with holes in it <laughs> in the floor. So uh, there, like darkness opens up in yeah. splotches on the floor to mm, create little triangles. Mm. Yeah, that's so, a good point. So one thing that I wanted to point out about the um, the room that Sarah finds Patricia in, um, there is um, some set design uh it almost looks like wires stretched across mm. like the corners and everything and mm, yeah, um, i could not see any of it so oh right yeah i guess it would have been yeah it would have been tough it it's it it's it's not ex it's not like a spider web but it's like geometric shapes made out of wire and the only thing that i could think of is is this kind of like your visual representation of Sarah falling into the uh, razor wire in the original? Uh, probably mm. so. Uh, that would be my guess. They also did the same thing with the um, the in the original movie. There's like a disgusting like maggot blast. Um, they don't do that here, but they do in one of the dreams have um, a, a splotches of maggot on um, Susie's face, but it's very brief. oh yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah, yes that, that uh, oh could very well be another nod to the wire room yeah um and yes the uh the the crawling beastie is uh some unfortunate woman who has had her arms and her hands and her feet specifically amputated mm. um yeah. uh, and we also get a super quick uh, flash of Madame Marcos in a bed before uh, Sarah leaves the room and I think th and there's a quick shot of like this twisted writhing figure that might be Olga um, before she yeah. she has her very bad fall down the uh, manipulative floor hallway um, mm -hmm. which hey and once again you know what I watched that Olga scene. I can watch it on like repeat, no problem. Cannot deal with uh, with Sarah's a uh, whole fall whatsoever. No, well, it's a, it uh, results in a compound fracture. That's yeah, horrible. Legs and in general she's are bad screaming enough. the entire time. So yeah, it's harder yeah. to watch. It's rough. Yeah, 
uh, <laughs> and and some of the matrons show up and they just swoop over the bone. They they don't they only fix the wound. They don't mm. appear to fix the the actual break. And then they just brainwash her and say, "Yeah, we listen. The, we're casting spells here. We need you to dance." Um, and send her on away, mm-hmm. and uh, the the dance ritual is performed in front of all these people until Sarah, no, Susie, yeah. until Susie decides to just go off script and do mm-hmm. whatever she wants, um, which is kind of an interesting bit of foreshadowing for the culmination mm. of this movie, all things considered. Um, and <laughs> uh, the ritual essentially fails uh and and sarah collapses and surprise the bone has popped out again and it's it's, yeah it's it's all bad um of course yosef is uh is here to see it and uh leaves and then we get a uh, a really probably the cruelest sequence in this movie where yosef once again returns to uh oh. the country house uh mm. and and uh is reunited with his uh wife who is played by uh i believe her name's Jessica Harper yep. yes this was the original um Susie Banyan from the first Suspiria yes mm. um hey did hey how did that how did you feel about that, Dave? Because that actually it um, uh, separated from from the circumstances and the character that she's playing. Um, I was not really expecting anyone. I couldn't even. I would have never imagined that they would have a cameo from anyone from the original cast in it. So um, this was actually kind of a really pleasant surprise. Yeah, I, I, I liked mm. this a lot, and. Um... It's, I believe, again, she, I don't remember if they picked her specifically for that character or if that's what they, I think that's the idea that they floated her and she was like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board. Because it's oh, a small, nice. it's a small cameo. She's just, it's a brief scene, but it's like a very important character um, for the Doctor. Yes. And, and really um, a motif for like the ending of the film too. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and it's, it's like, and it's sad and, and it, because you know that this, you, I I knew that this couldn't possibly be real given, given everything Mm. that had been happening, I knew it couldn't be real. And then the way that the sequence is framed, uh, also just kind of highlighted that and it's it's specifically when they go through the checkpoint and uh they don't present their papers they just walk mm-hmm. arm in arm through all the guards are just kind of hanging around and chatting with each other and it's like yeah we could just stroll from east to west berlin and i'm like oh this yeah this sucks this feel this feels really bad. Like it feels cr- it, it's cruel. It's it's mm. cruel in a way that that I don't think the that is is like actually 
just completely baseless because other than his his adjacency due to his own investigation like this this feels like this should be off limits and that you should not be able you shouldn't manipulate him this way with this kind of image um and and it's something that's uh, remarked on um later in the film too yes uh and um uh they, they they somehow wind up in front of the studio and yosef mm-hmm. uh realizes it and unhooks his arm from his wife and looks at it and turns around and she's gone yeah she was never there yeah. um, cut to hag screaming at oh. you absolute jump scare (laughs) it's it's it's, yeah it's it's it i don't know it's the first time that something like that's ever happened where i wasn't mad at the jump scare because i was so upset at the manipulation that had taken place beforehand that the like the jump scare is the least offensive thing that happens during that sequence everything else is just like I said, yeah. it's it's cruel, and they drag him inside, and they mock him. They mock him like not believing Patricia and and Sarah. They're like, "Oh, look, why wouldn't you believe a woman who tells you something's going on?" And I'm like, "You're witches! Like, mm. like, 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 can you can you please stop being ass? Listen, I get it. You're witches, and you have got some evil ritual that you got to do. But can you like?" actually stop being assholes for like five minutes and the answer is no because (laughs) we get a sequence that literally can ensuring that suspiria 2018 could never be shown on on like non-premium television um the end sequence is a bunch of naked people dancing and yep I'm yep, gonna yep. let I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you guys handle this ending because um oh, man, man <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you I wanna just I just wanna bask in the realization of of you watching this ending. So have at it. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well if you're gonna make a climax to a film and have um over two hours of build up to something like it better pay off and they went yeah all the way like you could not have <laughs> yeah. made this more than what it is without like stepping over a line um yeah this is towing as close as you can uh and maybe tiptoeing a little bit over things um because mm. there's there's evisceration there's uh explosions um we do get a very good um <laughs> it's not a reveal but the the, mm. the decision that madame blanc has been dealing with um the entire time because she she yeah. truly um she loves the girls and she has uh her design and her feelings for um Susie are are a pure thing um she mm. knows that um uh, Madame Marcos, uh, in in doing what she wants, it would, would like it, it annihilates 
Susie as a person. It just right, turns yeah. her into a suit. And that's um that's what's happening with Madame Marcos in her all of her glory. Uh, is <laughs> oh my she's God. bursting out of the previous body she's been inhabiting. Yeah, right. Because you see the the little arms and little feet of yeah. the girl yeah. that she had taken over however many years ago uh, is all that's left. It's like mm. she, she, she's uh, corpulent uh, with like malaise and tumor and evil, mm. and it's just it's too much for a body to contain for so so long, I guess, and it's just has already burst out of it. Yeah. Yeah, she she is somehow uh, the least naked, naked monster woman that I think I've ever seen in cinema history by yeah. virtue of the way that that her body is 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 composed. Yes. <laughs> and apparently this was yeah. also Tilda Swinton. It was. Yes. She played three roles in this film, which is ridiculous. She played three roles in this scene, actually. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that must have been weird to film. Yeah, and so um, Madame Blanc, takes, she, she begins to take a stand. Um, however, um, Marcos uh, one-ups her and, like, partially decapitates her. <laughs> it's the weirdest. Yeah. Like, okay, but it doesn't kill her, surprisingly enough. Mm. No. Mm. no. <laughs> Just magically severs her vertebra i don't know yeah um yeah and just leaves her kind of frozen um and then we get uh of course susie's arrival and her Mm. uh this process this like subsumation of someone else um has to be an agreed thing and that's where um patricia who'd been in the same position uh was opposed to she didn't ultimately agree with this um, takeover and Mm. Susie appears uh, that doesn't appear to be the case she appears to be there of her own free will uh, however her intention is not aligned with um, Mother Marcos like at all yes. and um, mm. Mother Marcos finds that out um, very quickly um, <laughs> because as as she's uh, trying to seal the agreement and form this this ultimate contract um, we find out that uh, Susie's here for a reason, and it's not um, not according to the whims of either of uh, um, Madame Blanc or Madame Marcos. Mm. Yeah. And what is that reason, Dave? What is that reason? <laughs> uh, there are three mothers, and this is a point that's brought up far earlier in the movie when the um, when the uh, witches are casting their votes on who uh, is going to be the, the leader of this particular group here. And that is uh, the, the three mothers, um, Mother Suspirium, um, Mother Lacrimarum, and uh, Mother Tenebrarium. Um, yeah. They're, they're ancient forces. They've been, exist, they existed pre-Christianity um, and yeah. pre-man. Uh, but as such, um, no one, like even the witches don't know who they are. And mm-hmm. Mother Marcos's uh, play here is that she is one of the, she's claiming to be one of the, the mothers. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no way to like <clears throat> have to back that up. You just you're more powerful and you just can say it. Yeah. 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 
So that's that's what her gambit was, and it is a failed one uh, because we find out that <laughs> yes. in fact Susie the entire time was um, Mother Suspirium. <laughs> yes. Yes, and that's sort of also awakened to uh, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you're and if you're looking I mean you don't have to look very hard, but uh she's forecasting that from the very first uh dance she does with mm, no yes. music. Um and that's what drew um Madame Block because her her dance style um more so and then as opposed to any of the other girls, when she moves, she's exhaling. Very yeah. forcefully, there's a lot yes. of sighing <laughs> going on, mm. um, <laughs> and that's that's her. It's not her ability. That's just what she is. Yeah, it's just the suspirium. She's, she's the mother of sighs and whisper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, she summons <laughs> death. Uh, death in the form of a rotting old woman shows up and starts laying waste to. Not all of the coven. No, anyone just the that coven that explicitly sports uh, Marcos. Yeah. And how does uh, death dispatch these horrible witches, Cameron? Well, you know, death walks up very menacingly, menacingly, and kisses you, and then your head explodes <laughs> as if someone had planted a live grenade in your mouth. <laughs> yes. I, 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 my my personal favorite is is uh, Mother Marcos. Where death mm. kisses her and she just kind of deflates into yeah. her chair, <laughs> like yeah. like one of those wavy suck our men. God, <laughs> that you just turn the fan off of. Yeah, and yep. yeah that's very apt. Yeah, and yeah. and then and then the movie loses its mind for approximately like eight minutes straight. Something about that, yeah. It's, yeah, it's this goes on for chaos. quite a while because they take the time to like go to each individual matron and yep. uh, explode them as need be <laughs> or ignore them as need be, and yep. mm. the 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 ultimate like denouement of this is uh, Mother Suspirium uh, ascending like a, a small dais and just saying like dance because the the dancing was mm. still going on the entire time. Um, in yep. part, oh, yeah. there's screaming, explosions, and dancing. Um, but now that the mm. screamings and explosion are done, the dancing will continue. Um, and it's it's just a usurpation of this ritual. Yeah, and it, it's got some important characterization because um, Olga, Patricia, and Sarah had been disemboweled uh, as part of the initial Marcos-led ritual. And while death is going around doing all this terrible stuff, uh, Mother Suspirium herself walks up to each of them, asks what they want, and they all ask for, you know, a clean death, essentially, because they're suffering terribly, probably, particularly Patricia and Olga. Um, and she gives it to them. They just kind of gently fall down, and at the yeah. end, with Sarah, she, like, cradles her head in her lap, and it's like a much gentler touch than we've seen from the coven so far, despite all the other goings on at the moment. Now it is, it's interesting because it feels like, um, that wasn't the only option that they had. Right. Mm. Like she could yeah. have potentially restored them, but they just, this is, it's, it's too much. 
yeah there yeah and that and that's part of it is because due to that all that the breaking down process and everything being psychological um on top mm. of the horrible physical torments they underwent um that for them just being let go is preferable right yeah yeah um Yes, it turns into it turns into. Oh, it is uh, Wellsburg Nook. That's the yes. Mm, uh, yeah. it, it is. It is. It is prime. Like basically an etching from from an mm. illuminated text. It is. It, it's it's really amazing. <laughs> it's 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 the last place I thought this movie would go given the like preceding two hours of it <laughs> yeah and if you're going to um you're inversing the palettes of suspiria uh to do that you've made the entire film like brutalist and cold and then let's throw the ending and then everything is going to be red like yeah mm. all in and it's a, it's a, it's also a practical choice because what it does is while the gore is explicit, because everything is red, it sort of like makes it palatable. Yeah, I can yeah, see what's going it's... on, but you've 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 muted it. Yeah, because it's all just the same color. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the, <laughs> yeah, these 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 are some top notch head explosions. Um, um, I mean, they happen in the background too. That, yeah. That's the the dance and the song, like everything. That's the focus of this. The the explosions and the obliteration of the um, splinter coven uh, is mm. not the focus. No, like it's just an inevitable thing. They cannot escape it, and um, so instead, it's reveling in the dance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it, there's like some really interesting cinematography here. Like the, they, they've got this really staggered frame rate during this entire sequence. Um, and then it ends, uh, as you mentioned, Dave, Susie, uh, uh, stands on the dais as, as the remaining girls dance. And then it slowly kind of shifts back into, uh, uh, from this kind of jittery, frantic, crazy cinematography to this um slow motion cinematography that flashes and it reminds me of like the um like the old old George Malay's um like new dancing women uh uh films from like the Victorian era um mm. just just because of the 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 flash um uh, uh, in in the in the production, I wish I could describe this better, but it's 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 just it's insane. <laughs> they they just said, yeah, okay, so we're this is this is the that this is why I made mention of the fact of oh yeah, the Olga sequence that like sets your expectations on like the level of violence that you can expect expect from this movie like it's not explicitly gory but it will make you uncomfortable <laughs> oh no surprise look everyone this room just exploded and it's red and covered in gore. Mm. 
and everyone's yeah. naked and crazy and it's nuts. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then and then cut to one of the remaining members of the coven leading poor Yosef out looking mm. like he just got done with the bender. <laughs> and, and, yep. and and sending him home and I'm like yeah. oh man that's also a really good possible uh, probably unintentional comedy beat because that is the last that is the mm. last way that I expected that interaction to end with them yeah. just like now Vita Zane just um oh yes Susie uh rips open her her sternum the flesh on her sternum and there's just a horrible sighing aperture in, yeah yes, um full of darkness within yeah she was the witch all along who could have guessed <laughs> uh and then uh we cut to uh well we cut to the cleanup <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where they discovered that Madame Blanc is still alive. Uh, really, what what kind of life can that be? But whatever, <laughs> she didn't explode. Um, and then we cut. We reached the epilogue, which is really sweet and touching, and also <laughs> considering the way the, the the previous sequence is 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 throws throws you for a loop when when it happens um Susie yeah, comes I mean, to visit. Is, it's a it's a kindness but it's also still like horrible yes um it, mm-hmm. it yes it is uh but Susie Susie comes to visit Yosef um he, she sends her his housekeeper <laughs> away with the force um yeah, uh, and she she just says, "Listen, uh, what you saw that hey, what you saw is what you saw, um, and you know we need to we we need suffering and guilt, but we don't need yours." Like, yeah, I mean, she took the time out to go like my daughter's did dirty, mm. and yeah, I, I'm here to like make up for some of that, but um in the same it's it's the most like backhanded like helping somebody yeah yeah because she she gives him closure about his wife um and the and the secure knowledge that um his his wife did pass away in one of the prison camps uh she was cared for um her last thoughts were of him were of love um she mm. she died peacefully as much as you can from exposure um, yeah and to to top all of that off uh utterly wipes the memory of of even that confession to him from his mind he he's he's basically rendered um uh he just he's forgetting everything he doesn't know his housekeeper it's all just wiped and that's mm. Giving someone dementia is not, not a kindness. However, yeah. it, it took away the because his mind was like broken from the ritual. Um, it took mm. that away. So that that's yeah. the, the 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 only good part of it is he, now he's not just gibberingly crazy, but now he's just a doddering old man. He he's he's lost everything. 
his wife, his practice. I mean, he, what, how is he going to function? He can't. Mm-hmm. But he's still alive, I guess. <laughs> That's, I know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's no good outcome for him. That that's interesting. That is a significantly darker read to it than than I took. I I honestly took it as she wiped his memory of 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 the witch situation, mm. and that his inability to recognize his housekeeper was just like uh, just like a bit of residual like mind wipiness and that he the, mm. like mind wipe fog and that he would just eventually recover and just uh, yeah didn't no, remember. I mean, she, she she specifically lays out the things he's gonna forget which is basically everything um yeah this, she, she takes the time to spell out like woman. you're going to lose this 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 and that yeah. is everything he had left yeah that's pretty true. much it's rough but maybe better than being insane of, i don't know it was a rough time. In the I mean, chamber. he's not going to know any better. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that is a kindness, mm. I guess. Um, he's still alive. He could form new memories. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to do with that other than go. That's that's pretty the second. Up. The second that Patricia <laughs> went to his office, like doomed him. Yeah. Which yeah, is exactly. which is which is fascinatingly Lovecraft <laughs> crafty too. Yeah, mm. yeah. You don't you yeah. don't get to be privy to the darker side of the world uh, without it affecting you adversely. Mm. Yeah, uh, and then we cut to credits and a reprisal of uh, uh, Suspirium. Uh, the title song, uh, which if you take the time to look at the lyrics, just basically spell it out for you too. Um, it's uh, they great. do, and one point that I think that we, uh, or I guess I glossed over on accident um, when we were discussing the the, the finale um, in in mm. the dance scene. Yeah. So the largest point, um, along with having to agree to have your body taken over, you have to. Um, denounce and destroy your mother oh, your, yes. your natural yes. mother uh and that wraps fully back around into the the the, the, the stitching we saw in the very beginning of the movie because she doesn't do that mm-hmm. right that, what that ends up doing is summoning the 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 death <laughs> yeah beast mm. to yep. uh come and dispense with everyone that's the that's the not even a choice because she is in fact um mother Suspirium, but uh that's what mm. um Marcos uh reaped from her choices. Yes. Mm. And her followers. Yeah. And, and <laughs> oh. pretending, to, pretending to be a mother, that's what you get. Because you can't yep. you, you cannot um take that place. That that's the the other point yeah. or the main point is that's a, a role that someone else cannot claim because it just exists. Yeah. Um, there is, uh, when uh, I keep, I also forget, like, I feel like there's this re- uh, other unintentional bit of, of dark comedy and it's during the cleanup after the, the ritual where they yeah. just, they're just throwing a pile of bodies <laughs> like against the wall and uh and when they discover that madame blanc is alive they lift her head and then they l- drop it 
just like in second. shock. Yeah, they're like, "Oh my god!" Drops the. <laughs> this is so fucking. I'm just like, I'm just like, and but once again, it works because it's not like specifically intentionally funny, but it no, is it's just, not a funny moment. It's, it's just, so it's dark, so off from everything else. Yeah, like, well, yeah. of course, I guess she's still alive. Um, and then letting, yeah, letting her head. What's what she gonna do? Tape it? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that and they're um, they're just so shocked that they weren't like annihilated. Yep. Mm, um, yeah. And yeah, everyone still has blood on their face. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're just like, it's, mm. it's it's it is a post traumatic stress like respect that they're just shell shocked and just yeah. going through the motions because stuff has to get clean. Someone has to clean it up, and the only people there are the the students and the matrons. Mm. Yep. And and all the the all the students are fine. The nothing nothing happens to them. They, they their they, minds were like also wiped. Oh yeah, they were wiped. Yeah. But I mean, like they they didn't get their heads exploded because no, they're no. they're they're <laughs> they're tools in this ritual. They're not the intent. So no, why? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're too important. They're the pieces that activate the thing. Yeah. And man, uh. uh uh, magic via dance is something that I think cinema needs to start exploring a lot more now oh, yeah. after this movie. <laughs> um, yes, well, it's it's always had a um, a root um, in particularly uh, moral uh, fairy tales. Ah, uh, yes, where people have to dance to death, or you're yep. given a specific thing, or you if you hear this fiddle, you get stuck dancing, or you get the <laughs> shoes um, that. That idea has always kind of been there, and to see it put to this specific use is like really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I personally went into this kind of um, lukewarm. I, uh, even having because I built this is a couple of years later watching it, and then having it just sit there mm. on the queue and just waiting, and all I could do was like, it's not going to be as good as like. <laughs> I've been waiting for for so long because I mean this movie went into production in like 2015. Um, yeah, and and it's a remake, which I mean we we covered that kind of thing quite a bit. And generally, um, the remakes they may equal the original, but they 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 seldom surpass it. This is a case where um, I need to go back and rewatch the original i mean of course we will because we will cover all of it um mm. but just in initial like watch of this i feel that it it lessens the impacts of the of the first film simply because a lot of the first film relied on um or the overt design mm-hmm like it's it this is less surface level than the original Suspiria in in my recollection yeah. of it and that may right. not end up being the case but i feel that it's going to be that way um i i i uh 100% agree and i i i will in fact take the heat on this one and be the one to go on record record and say that i do in fact believe that Suspiria 2018 is is superior uh, for me, me personally, than mm. the original one. I and that's not to say that I don't like Suspiria seventy seven. 
it is one of the most influential horror films uh, in of, of of the 20th century. Uh, it, its impact and its style cannot be understated, but as a film re- revolving around a narrative, it is anemic, and this is so dense and so rich, and it's 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 funny it's beautiful it's it's horrifying it's all these things about a coven of witches that run a a dance company and it's it's just fantastic in my opinion i i adore this film Mm, clearly it, it is and i think that uh by virtue of us being men our read on this is is not going to be enough like oh yeah the, yeah like yeah. I, I, we cannot um <laughs> we we, can we, we make the, the movie themes, fail the bechtel test by talking about it <laughs> uh, yes um and by that that very nature uh i would prefer to see more takes on this um uh, or, or just a, a deeper dives because there's there's a lot going on um, in the the relationships between uh, the coven, the students, um, the interplay between the coven themselves. There's a lot of dialogue in the film that we're just not um, uh, digging into because it's a two and a half hour mm. long film, and yeah. uh, it would require like a lot of time spent on like extra extra notes and extra just moments on the dialogue where um that's not as much of a purview uh for us and for this podcast but the movie merits that kind of like detailed look yes so Mm. someone out there yes please (laughs) if (laughs) something has been done and i imagine it has um we'll dig around but maybe send us a link if you run across something because this this film deserves that like kind of extra attention that we just not um able to give to it yeah yeah mm-hmm. um I, uh, and cameron did did you and we dave and i have both given our <laughs> thoughts how did you feel about suspiria 2018 it was really really good i I really enjoyed the overall quite slow pace and then the very frenetic ending. I think it's really different. It's, it's not just like a horror movie. It's like, it's a horror drama, maybe? Like, it's it's more about, uh, again, the, the relationships between these characters and their internal struggles than oh a creepy thing is happening but when that does happen when the creepy stuff does start happening it's fantastic like this is effects wise makeup wise really really fantastic uh the acting is superb of course it is you know tilda swinton and a variety of other very talented actors are in it um it's long if you've listened to this show and haven't actually watched it, don't let the length of the movie put you off. It is worth it. Time flies. As I said, uh, I thought we were 20 minutes in when we were actually nearly an hour in <laughs> at one point. Like it, It's great. Um, really looking forward to going back and watching uh, the 77th Suspiria at, that po- at this point because uh, I want to see for myself exactly how they hold up uh, to each other. 
Yeah. So we do have the three mothers trilogy to cover, um, as well as taking mm. a look at um, I think it's Lavania and her Lady of or Our Lady of Sorrows, uh, which is a mm. segment in Thomas De Quincey's Suspiria de Profundis. That'll be that'll be fun. I've I read that maybe ten years ago. Um, so my memory on it is shaky. Of course, we will look at it in greater detail. But that is what provides the three mothers backdrop to um, all of these all of these properties. Mm. Oh, um, and uh, j- this is just a little bit of trivia that I just noticed. Um, looking looking at the credits, but the actress who plays uh, Susie's mother is also the actress who played Death during the end sequence. So oh. uh, tying that in again to what you Yeah, mentioned. and that makes that makes sense given the scene where she's told to give up her mother. Um yeah. and that that spectral force comes out of the closet in her mother's room or the mm-hmm. yeah. maybe it's curtains. It comes out of there and then appears here. Yeah, mm-hmm. as her mother's on her deathbed, so I think it's all very like appropriate. Yes, um, but yeah, that I thought that was the just to just to shore up that interpretation a little, Dave. I thought you'd like to know. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. You should watch it, and please don't be upset with. Well, you can be upset with me because I don't care, but you don't be <laughs> upset with don't be upset with the show because I like this movie better than the original <laughs> because it, that doesn't mean that I don't like the original. I just like this one more. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I guess that brings us uh, us to a close on Suspiria 2018. I thumbs up from all of us uh as as you've heard um you should really watch it or you to be perfectly honest you really should have watched it before you listen to this although you can still get something out of it if you if oh, you're, yeah if you're inclined even though we really we literally spoiled the twist ending of this movie because that's not the way that the original ends mm. no and we'll we'll dig in on that um next time uh yeah, I think for us, this sits in the comfortably in the same realm um, that Hereditary did for what it's doing. Uh, yes, and the the idea of the witches in this um, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it it is it, it is an it is an elevation like because you know these movies are are labeled as horror movies, and I think that that is. I think due to the stigma that the term horror movie has, it is it is reductive of what this film and hereditary actually are. So um no, yes, I mean, specifically it, the themes they deal with aren't horrific um but can be made to be so right. Like, yeah. One's grief and one's also grief <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> meditations on grief the human condition and motherhood because oh, that's horror. actually a through line in both films yeah oh mm. you mean horror <laughs> mm-hmm. uh well um take us home thank Leonard. you 
I'm about to. Well, thank you once again for joining us for this episode of Monster Dear Monster. Before we leave, we will be taking care of some admin. Dave, uh, as as our admin man, will you admin? I will admin. You can find the podcast on monsterdeer.monster. If you need to find some back episodes, they have they have since been sorted into seasons. Uh, generally season one that's that's not backlog it's ongoing so that's everything that's not side seasons the rest of them will be um, specifically put into things we've finished covering uh, so don't let season one fool you because that's everything goes into season one um, yeah aside from like the Legati specific things which has an end uh, and um and the Venus Therapy, which was its own season. Yes. So that will be uh, us. You can find myself on Twitter primarily at sentinot underscore plus. It will be in the show notes as always. Uh, and mm-hmm. Cameron, how about yourself? You can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, you can follow me there to keep up with me occasionally watching things for this show. Uh fun animal pics uh me griping about someone stealing the fucking license plate off my car right before i got to work on friday morning that was fun um there's that whole thing on there if you want to read about the trials and tribulations of my life um yeah that's me (laughs) and leonard are you still on fire is everything on fire again um uh, well uh yes um it, it it doesn't look like uh it doesn't look like uh uh the blade runner sequel out here in my neck of the woods however when you look into the sun it is orange like it's about to explode so you know mm. the air quality is bad um mm. this morning it was gray and cold so i was like well at least it's weather appropriate for the movie we're discussing um and i guess the sun's starting to come out but there's a a, a bit of gray and haze but i'm overall safe i'm fine good good to um, you. me me and mines are goods um and if you're interested in other stuff involving me, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I am just going to, uh, in, in a bid to be less se- uh, of a less secretive uh, uh, weirdo, uh, I am uh, letting everyone know that I am actually working on a short film for a film competition. Um, uh, and if you want more information on that, you should follow me on Twitter. Uh, and at uh dr faust is dead uh and uh you can uh find uh some of my video essays on youtube uh by also searching dr faust is dead uh surprise i'm going to say i will finish my next video essay soon that will not happen because everything is on fire and the world's a nightmare but eventually i will get done and i will stop beating myself up about not getting done sooner uh, and that's me and Dave. That's a rambling me and Dave. Where can people find you on the internet? They can find me again <laughs> on the internet. Um, well, don't worry about me because I plugged myself. However, uh, the uh, podcast does have its own Twitter, and that's mon underscore d monster. I think after a while, I just yes. 
don't remember anymore. Did, uh, did I did I forget that you plugged yourself already? You did. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> old habits and all that. Uh, you can look forward mm. to next week. Uh, we will be returning with another guest episode. So Legati um, will not vanish quite as quickly as I was afraid because we are nearing <laughs> very close to the end of Grimscribe. There's maybe yes. two episodes left of that. But um, yes, a, a guest episode um, on the wonderful um, found footage film uh, Gonjiam Haunted Asylum uh, will be coming forth next weekend. Yes. And that is us, I think, signing off for today. Bye-bye. Yes. Goodbye. Ciao.